All right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark. In this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. Today's Friday, September 15th, and I'm back. It's so good to be back. <laughs> Thanks for holding down the fort, Mark. Great to catch up of what's happening. I mean, I see that oil has been on a tear lately, trading now above $90 per barrel and hitting a 10-month high. So we got to talk about this and how this will affect the markets. And we also need to talk about uh, the UAW strike and how this could potentially affect my uh, GM position, because uh, that's something that was looming. Uh, we also have uh, a few trades expiring today. So we'll take a look at this and also see if there's anything else to trade. So as you can see, this will be a busy show. And uh, if this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Hotcutter, this super smart guy who has been filling in over the last few days is my head coach, Mark Hodge. By the way, if you enjoyed uh, the last few days, give us a quick, uh, quick like. I, I think he did an excellent job. <laughs> Anyhow, so we are real traders who trade live accounts and we got a lot of trading experience and therefore we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff and we are not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're here looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. And uh, with this, I mean, Mark, what, what, what did I miss this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, CPI came in hotter, PPI came in hotter, oil jumped, the Empire State Manufacturing came in better, import prices are higher, the S&P 500 flirted with its 50-day moving average, and stocks are down today. Wow. I mean, <laughs> That's I, it in a nutshell. <laughs> I, I saw it over the last few days. I mean, a little bit all over the place. Uh, so it seems that we are on pace for a winning week, even though we had uh, worse than expected inflation data. Well, Marcus, it's going to get close here. It's coming down to the wire because it looks like the Dow's higher for the week. The S&P flirting slightly above positive territory for the week. And it looks like the NASDAQ right now is a negative territory with this drop. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's a, it's a really surprising drop today. It's, yeah. do, do you think this is somehow a, a delayed reaction to the inflation data? You know, it, it definitely could be because it was a little surprising to see how the market was moving with CPI on Wednesday and PPI on on Thursday, I don't really think that there was good news there with that data and traders seem to shrug it off, but maybe a little hesitancy being long going into the weekend. Yeah, it, it, it's also quite interesting because today on the economic calendar, uh, we did have the University of Michigan consumer sentiment and the inflation expectation. So while with the CPI and PPI data, we are looking in the rear view mirror here, uh, I mean, consumers are being interviewed basically and saying, what do you expect? Where will inflation be in a year from now? And it came in at 3.1%, which is the lowest reading since 2021. So it seems that consumers are thinking the Fed got it under control. Uh, again, this is uh, not a number that we should trust that inflation will be there. It's just expectations. But I, I thought this was very interesting. That is interesting. And yeah, I mean, I, I think that well, I think really it doesn't matter when it comes down to it because it depends on what the Fed's going to do ultimately, right? We could make all these guesses about inflation, but really the Fed is having the biggest impact on what we do as traders and the market and economy. Yeah. 
It's also interesting to see because I think this week, the differentiation between the CPI and the core CPI is, is super interesting because CPI data includes uh, volatile food and energy costs. And this was already expected to come in higher at 0.6%. The core CPI is less food and energy. But you see this where I'm, I'm always a little bit amazed that uh, we are not taking into consideration energy prices because it is a big factor. We just this morning had yet another airline warning that they will be impacted by higher fuel prices. And uh, I mean, right now they're saying, well, we might not uh, see the profits, but eventually they'll raise prices. I mean, it's that easy. And that's, I absolutely agree with you because you exclude, I, I think that excluding food and energy there is really meant to get a more favorable number right it's kind of like if uh, you're afraid of getting older and let's say that you're you're 54 years old and 11 months and and you know two days old and you say well i'm 54 not 55 right because you don't want to get older it's the same thing you don't want inflation to look that bad so let's cut out some stuff but when in reality it is having an impact and energy costs are a big deal. So I, I agree with you, Mark. It's a, it's a little interesting there. Yeah, because if you look at this, I've just brought up the chart of crude oil. And uh, if, if you look at crude oil from the end of June through mid of September right now, crude oil is up 35%. I mean, this is uh, definitely something that uh, eventually will feel. Because if, if you look at it right now, we are trading above $90 a barrel. Uh, that's something uh, where we haven't been since uh, November 2022. So we are trading at a 10-month high. Yeah, and you know, there was one point when you had a, a, a number for the impact of a dollar increase in crude oil on inflation. Do you remember what that was? No, I do not. I do not. Okay. But yeah, I, I remember that. I mean, because we, we're not only using it to fill up the cars. I mean, we said travel, right? Then we have transportation. I mean, all the trucks on the road. Uh, I mean, this this hits every company. I mean, companies like Amazon and I mean, Wayfair. There, there's a lot of shopping at home right now. Uh, so that's happening. And then, of course, crude oil is being used during production. Sure, sure. And you know what? It, it's interesting because... I, I saw this note and I, so this seems less than I would expect, um, but I, I just Googled this, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Jerome Powell said in his semi-annual testimony before the U.S. Senate Banking Committee in March of 2022, that as a rule of thumb, every $10 per barrel increase in the price of crude oil raises inflation by 0.2% and sets back economic growth by 0.1%. Well, and, and there you go. I mean, a few months ago in June, we were trading at $66. So, I mean, we're talking about 76, 86, now possibly going towards 96. So, I mean, we're talking about right now half a percentage point that it has an effect on on, crew, uh, on inflation. That's true. That That is a big deal. And I also saw that the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas in September of 2021 suggested that if crude oil prices rose to $100 a barrel for three months before retreating, the spike would boost the annual inflation rate by three percentage points in the short term. So it, it is a bottom line is you, you can't just sneeze at this and say it's not a big deal. It's something to keep an eye on and watch. 
Yeah. But as you said, it's all about what will the Fed do. And next week is the big week. I mean, this is when uh, we have the next Fed meeting. So right now, uh, it's only in five days, two hours. And uh, I mean, pretty much traders are now uh, factoring in that there will not be a raise during this meeting. And we have been talking about it. I mean, this is uh, very unlikely. I mean, right now, a 97% probability. But I know that uh, you are trying to celebrate uh, the stakes that I'm sending you because uh, for those of you who don't know, we have a bet going on of what the Fed will do in the November meeting. And uh, Mark, you, you're in the camp that uh, the Fed is done raising interest rates. I believe they do it one more time, especially with the data that we are seeing right now with crude oil prices marching higher. I do believe uh, right now traders I mean, traders are with you, the Fed funds traders. Uh, they expect a 66% probability for the November meeting that rates stay the same. I don't think we're out of the woods yet. Uh, well, okay. Fair to say we're not out of the woods yet. And yes, energy is the wild card. And, and that's something that I think will come into play uh, between now and November 1st. But have you picked out the stakes that you want to send me yet? Oh, I know exactly which ones I want to get from you. <laughs> I'll, I'll send okay, you a okay. link where you can buy the stakes. <laughs> no, because yeah, uh, no, not out of the woods yet. Though. When 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 I was in Orlando over the last few days, uh, one night we went to Charlie's Steakhouse and I had a Wagyu filet mignon. Nice. Mm, now nice. we're talking. <laughs> All right. So the other news today is the UAW strike. So the members yeah. go on strike at uh, three key auto plants after the deal deadline last night passes. So and that's super interesting because uh, moving a little bit ahead and looking at our positions here, uh, the GM position that I have, General Motors, I mean, if you're zooming in a little bit right now, we see that this morning GM on these news that was actually up. 2%. And we've talked about this for weeks, really, Marcus. Is this a concern? Should you sell those 32 puts? It doesn't matter. And even yesterday, I said, there's there's a little extra risk here. Because I mean, even going into today, uh, today's expiration, there was still a lot of premium in that 32 put, even though it was trading at 33.50. And it just goes to show that a lot of this news is already priced into the stock, right? Yeah. And it's kind of crazy because right now we're still up 0.7% in GM, even though the overall market, if you're looking at the S&P 500 right now on a five-minute chart, we see that we are at session lows here. The S&P 500 is down 0.9%. The Nasdaq is down 0.12%. And yet GM is one of the stocks that is still moving, moving higher, even though it has pulled back, but still positive for the day. Yeah, I mean, just sometimes it just seems like the trading world is totally backwards, but you always have to think investors are not betting on what the price should be today. They're betting on what the price should be in the future. And I think a lot of this slide that we had going back in August was basically in preparation of uh, a strike taking place, right? So now that the news is out there, it, there, there isn't a whole lot of uncertainty and there was a deadline. It became true. Investors are now buying shares. That's driving the stock higher. So now the next thing is just how long does this last, right? The longer it goes, that creates more uncertainty. But at least short term, traders are saying, yeah, we expected it. 
Yeah, and uh, so, I mean, uh, for, for my plan, I will let it expire today. Um, I, I think if there's no news over the weekend and if the strike is going on next week, I'll probably uh, wait a few more days until I start trading GM again, just to see, as I said, the longer the strike, the more uncertainty. And so I might sit on the sidelines, but I, I wasn't concerned about this at all. And uh, yeah. thanks, GM and the markets for proving me right. There you go. <laughs> all right. I think we need to talk about one more stock before, um, actually a few more stocks. I want to bring up a few more stocks. I mean, uh, VLO this month has just been like going up like crazy. It's one of the energy stocks and with crude oil marching higher, uh, VLO has been marching higher. I think for the month up 12 and a half percent. And for an energy stock, that, that's a significant move. Yeah, that's a nice little move there. And it seems like energy in general has done well, but VLO has definitely outperformed. Yeah, we also have Tesla that had a, a pretty good month so far. I mean, if you're looking at... Uh, the, the monthly gain of Tesla. I mean, we're looking at 6.5%. Uh, I know it sounds a little bit not so much at Tesla, but since the markets have been just diddling around, uh, I think that was a pretty nice move so far. Sure, sure. And a mastermind member, we talked about the GM uh, strike and a mastermind member brought up yesterday that he felt the bigger concern wasn't the wages and strike, but competitiveness in an electric vehicle era. Do you think that Tesla is a buy? Like, does the strike help out Tesla here? No, I mean, this is where, I mean, Tesla is right now uh, facing more competition. I mean, more and more uh, sure. automakers, uh, both EV market uh, makers like Lucid Motors, for example. I mean, right now I've seen that Lucid Motors actually with their latest flagship model, I think it's called the Ocean, uh, yeah. seems to outperform Tesla. And then you have the traditional car makers who are now going into the segment. So Tesla is just facing a lot of competition. And as we know, sure. they're still struggling to bring out new models to the market. I mean, the Cybertruck, I mean, it's being built here in Austin. Uh, but I just talked to, to somebody. Uh, he said, uh, I have uh, my son is working at uh, the plant here and they're assembling each Cybertruck manually. So the line is not ready just yet. And I, okay. I, I think this is uh, probably where, where Tesla is facing some more competition. And also, I mean, interestingly enough, but Tesla has been everybody's stock trading darling, right? I mean, everybody has Tesla in the portfolio. That has shifted to NVIDIA because we have sure. a new kid on the block. We have a new shiny object, and that shiny object is called AI, artificial intelligence. And uh, so the whole... AV, um, our um, EV hype, uh, electric cars, is right now fading a little bit. And now we are looking into this. And uh, I, I just where I wanted to bring up ARM. I mean, we have to talk about ARM. This is uh, here the, uh, the, the most successful IPO of the year, where ARM just uh, came out swinging a chip designer uh, who yesterday uh, jumped 25% above its IPO. And again, we're talking about a year where IPO is no longer jumped 70, 80%. I mean, that was very successful. A little bit of a follow through here uh, today, um, but also pullback with the overall markets, I think, still up 0.5%. Uh, exactly. And, you know, this is just a positive, not just for the this, you know, IPO, but for a risk on market, right? Because if... Uh, trade or investors, companies that they're, they're trying to time the, the best time to, to release a, and do an initial public offering. 
And if they think that the market environment is going to be difficult, they don't want to IPO if they could avoid it, right? So for this to be successful, it, it just goes to show that maybe there really isn't the recession fears out there or hikes being, you know, just you know, beaten down the market and instead some risk appetite for investors ready to take on IPOs again, which would be positive for the market. Well, and it just shows this AI hype right now because this is where everybody's looking. I mean, you see, when, when Tesla came on the market, we were looking for the next Amazon, right? I mean, Amazon was the poster child of stocks that was just skyrocketing. Then Tesla was the poster child of stocks that are skyrocketing. Now NVIDIA is the poster child of stocks that are skyrocketing. And now we are looking for the next Tesla, for the next NVIDIA, no longer for the next Amazon. Uh, but this is what investors are looking for with the idea of getting, I don't know, uh, a 10-bagger. Yep. In the meantime... We enjoy our SRC profits, systematic, sure. repeatable, and consistent. And uh, let's just talk about this. So ALB, uh, we both sold the 180 put expiring today. Uh, it's right now trading at 187.03. I was planning to let it expire, but I forgot with my traveling uh, to cancel my closing order. So today it closed at 90% of max profits. I'm already out of this one, but you're letting it expire worthless, right? Yes, because my plan on Friday is to just let it expire or get a sign. Hey, Marcus, do you know that in PowerX Optimizer in your trading hub, you could put together a checklist so you could check every day, even if Ooh. you're on the road, make sure you I, follow your I know it is really, really awesome. <laughs> However, uh, honestly, since I was traveling, I didn't log in every single day. And that's the uh, other beautiful uh, thing about the build strategy. I mean, you don't need to just be glued to the screen all day long. That's why I loved trading it. It just perfectly fits my lifestyle. Sure. Yeah, and you didn't remind me. I think I blamed you. <laughs> you should have reminded me. You have access to my account. Why didn't you cancel it? You have access to all my accounts. <laughs> I know. I know. Next time. All right, CSIQ. Uh, so CSIQ, super interesting, um, was marching higher towards the, the top of this range uh, that we yep. have established here. Uh, pulling back a little bit today, and I think uh, you mentioned it uh, the other day, we, we really have to wait until we have more information of where the Fed will take interest rates before CSIQ can probably rally again. But uh, I think that's nice key. few days. Yes. All right, GM, I sold the 32 strike, and uh, right now it's trading at uh, just shy of 34, 33.94. So nothing for me to do. Uh, this one, I'll let expire worthless. I, I mean, everything is possible, but is it really possible that right now we're dipping below 32? And even if, I'll be happy to own GM. But uh, that's what's going on then here. And then next era, energy. I mean, NEE, super interesting. Yesterday, we sold calls against our existing positions. We got, we got, we got assigned at 69.50. So uh, that's interesting. And then today, at first, we were rallying, I mean, almost towards 70. The high of the day was 69.89. Right now, we are pulling back. So what's your plan here? Well, it, it was interesting because I, I received a message from you this morning saying goodbye NEE. Not so fast <laughs> with this right. one. And yesterday we were looking at a one day trade, selling the call for expiring today or going out to next week. And at the time, next week really wasn't there with the ROI that we wanted. And it just seemed to make sense. Get 15 cents for a one day trade and then maybe 
uh, let it expire and then next week get you know more premium doing it twice or just letting it get called away because this has been a little bit slower. Um, anyway, for, for me and my plan, I cannot get 60% on a roll. So I'm, I'm going to sit tight. I'm not going to roll. I don't see that changing during the day. Uh, I believe that there's about 35% annualized there if you roll. And it might be a little bit lower now that we're getting closer to, to 69. I'm going to let this, this call expire. If I get called away, fine. If I don't get called away, I'll look to sell calls on Monday. Yeah, I'll do the same thing. I mean, earlier I was interested in rolling, but now since it's pulling back to 69.07 uh, and with the overall weakness in the markets, I highly doubt that we are rallying above 69.50. If we do, we'll get called away. I'm fine with it. Yeah. All right. Finally, PNC. Now, before we go to PNC, uh, let, let me just ask you, is this helpful because we're taking a little bit more time today where we show you a more thorough analysis of the stocks that we have, our thinking, why we're doing it? Because if it is, do us a favor and give us a like. Then we know that uh, you'd appreciate it and uh, we go a little bit longer like today. Otherwise, we'll make sure that we stick to the typical around 15 minutes uh, that we usually do the show. All right. Cool. So... PNC just had a phenomenal week. I mean, Monday, not a whole lot, but then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, just up, up and away. Uh, today, trading at 126, I'll take it. Absolutely. And even with this this move lower today, with the overall market being down, that's a it's it's still a win. Up yeah, I mean, it's down 0.6%. And uh, I mean, we can just take another look here at the overall market. The S&P uh, now trading at session lows at uh, down 1%. The Dow uh, also at session lows down 0.6%. The Nasdaq at session lows 1.4%. The VIX at session highs. And I mean, this morning we were below 13, now back up to 13 and a half. So a little bit of fear is creeping back into the market, it seems. And uh, talk about market craziness. The VIX being at multi-year lows yesterday ahead of a fed statement are you kidding me <laughs> I, yeah right i mean shouldn't there be a little bit more uncertainty especially after seeing all of this inflation data this week and then see yeah. crude oil rallying to a 10 month high yeah it seems that uh, traders are just saying oh well fed is doing its thing uh, we're probably not running into a recession because that's the other thing i mean Crude oil is actually a pretty good indicator of recession. If the demand for crude oil is high, it means that production is high and therefore that the economy is fairly healthy. And I think this is what we are seeing here. True, true. And production cuts, output cuts don't help, but still, you're right. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Hey, I know that we went longer, but if you found this helpful, do us a favor, give us a like. If this was your first time here and you enjoyed it, consider clicking the subscribe button and hit the little notification bell. This way you get notified whenever we go live because we go live here every weekday uh, at 10 o'clock uh, Central Time, 11 o'clock Eastern Time. Hey, with that, have a great rest of the day. Have a great weekend and we'll see you on Monday. <laughs> Happy trading, everybody. <laughs> I love that, Mike. <laughs> okay, take care. Okay.